and maybe like I was thinking a Jeopardy style snippet about yourself, you know, when they interview the contestants. I don't watch Jeopardy. You don't watch Jeopardy? I don't watch Jeopardy. Have you seen an episode of Jeopardy in your life? I I probably have. However, the description you're giving is not resonating. It's like, okay, so after the first commercial break, they always, Alex Trebek would always walk up to the contestants and like lean awkwardly on their podium and be like, so Jeff, I hear you collect, it's always the nerdiest thing. It's never been interesting. It's always like, I hear you collect antique beanie babies. And Jeff would be like, yeah, Alex, I actually started uh about three years ago when my wife left me like it's just something that I really love and then Alex Trebek always acted like horrified like he would go all right moving on from that well hello everybody and welcome to hate to read it a podcast for literature enthusiasts and even people who aren't where we discuss those books that you really just love to hate on. Uh, my name is Liv Wilson. I am a graduate student in literature. I go to Cleveland State University. And yeah, I just really wanted to um, kind of create a platform where we could talk about those books that you are either forced to read or maybe just picked up on, a, on the off chance. And you just don't ever get to really rain down hate on them. So I just wanted a nice, a uh, nice safe environment for us to do that. So uh, that's where this podcast is coming from. My guest today is Mr. Elliot Oreskovic. He is a co-worker of mine at the Cleveland State Writing Center. Um, Elliot, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do in school and such? Well, you know, Olivia, I would very much like to do that. Uh, everyone, my name is Elliot Oreskovic. As we've established, I do, in fact, work at the Cleveland State University Writing Center. Five years proud. At this point, I deserve some sort of seniority, but here we are with no seniority. <laughs> um, at Cleveland State, I, uh, I'm pursuing an MBA in marketing. I uh, finished my BBA in marketing back in May of 2020 after four wonderful years in that program. I get to do two more in an equally good program. Um, Outside of the university, I do esports. I, I, I work on the business development side. So convincing old, rich people that they should give me their money so I can go do things with it that I think are valuable. And yeah. uh, that's me. That's great. I can't think of a better things to do with old, rich people's money. That's great. If you think about it long enough. <laughs> you know, Something might pop into the old noggin. You know, who, who's to say? Who's to say? Absolutely. Okay, so for our first episode of You Hate to Read It, we went with um, what is apparently universally, according to Google, considered <laughs> the most hated book for non-offensive content, uh, Twilight. It's And, you know, when I searched that, I searched like um, on Goodreads, the worst reviewed book, and I just sort of poked around the internet, different forums and stuff to try to see what was really the conglomerate, like everyone's most hated book and Twilight just popped right up. And I thought, of course, everyone loves to hate on Twilight, but also we love to love on Twilight. I feel it's um incredibly popular, incredibly formative for the young adult, not even young adult, but just romance literature of the 21st century. It's been so uh, influential somehow, but um, 
yeah, I mean, gosh, in what, 2008, 2009, we were so saturated with Twilight. It was, uh, man, yeah. And I don't think anyone saw that coming, least of all Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> but, um, you know. Uh, yeah, so this was my first time reading Twilight. It was yours as well, I believe. Um, no, it was my first time actually reading Twilight. Uh, like Could you give it, it a skim before? I I had, you know, back in the 2000 whatever to 2000 whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we were pretty young back then. We're both uh, late yeah, 90s I, I'd babies. Like to say, I'd like to say that my uh, literary preferences have matured over that time. However, I would say that they have gotten gradually worse. <laughs> so we'll see the difference of opinion if there I is. I feel like that is, and, Yeah. No, that's entering adulthood is realizing, oh, no, everything's just getting worse. They tell you it's going to get better, but your tastes, your, uh, your, the body physically, every, it just gets worse. Well, you know, yeah, it's kind of fun. Great. Wonderful. It's a very cheery sort of thing, a very cheery sort of thing. You know, absolutely. Cheery. Absolutely. Um, so I guess starting off, first of all, I felt bad for Twilight when I saw that it was, <laughs> that it was so poorly rated. I don't Why think feel Stephanie Meyer. Why? Why? There's so many things wrong with it. I felt bad. I don't think she was setting out to do anything so influential or, you know, just, I don't think she was trying to create a book of this. I mean, this monumental success, you know, it's just, she just wanted to put out a simple Mormon love story. Um, rife with metaphor. <laughs> If you and uh, yeah, you know, I felt bad. Stories. It's because it is it is addicting. I watched the movies for the first time last year, and I was like, I need to. When the first one ended, thirty seconds later, I was like, I need to see the next one right now. I need to know what happens. I was very invested in these characters that really and the actors that struggled through the worst writing in a movie I've ever seen. Just horrendous. Mm. But um, I guess for maybe for those of um, our listeners who haven't read. Twilight. My first talking point here I have is I would love you to give a synopsis of the book. Um, and I'd like you to oh. use only five words if you could. Only five words? Only five words. Do they do they have to be like coherent words or can they just be words? No, I would actually conceptual oh. might be better. Great. Uh, you know, words. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Washington. Uh 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 vampires mm. uh you uh the the mm, mm, mm. uh baseball okay um um uh uh and then a phrase so we'll, we'll cover the last two words abusive and relationships oh wow there you go Twilight. that is interesting i'm really surprised baseball made an appearance in there how could you, why? How could, how could it not? I just, there was like, there's a lot of things going on in that book. And I just, yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But, but the baseball, the baseball, it is, it's very important. It's very central. And I'd like it to dig adds into that more. to the lore. It adds to the lore. Okay. Yeah. That vampires are like randomly interested in and very good at baseball. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say randomly. It seems pretty logical. How, how dare you, how, how could you ever assume I, not even assume, how could you propose that there is nothing intrinsically baseball about vampires? 
what the fact that they're not from a country that's particularly known for playing baseball no that's ridiculous washington is baseball heavy it's the baseball capital of the united states do they have a baseball team play it i have no idea (laughs) i don't think they do I shouldn't speculate, but I'm pretty sure they don't. No, because, no, hold on, hold on. No, no, because he's not from Washington. Good because point. He's, so he would play baseball, but also, I don't know, when when was baseball? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> when was baseball? I need to know more about baseball. I don't know if this even timeline makes sense. Like, what, what was he playing? Oh, like? let's get into the nitty gritty of what makes sense in this. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. No, it's uh, it's a very good point. 1869 is what it was. 1869. 1903 is when the league started. Okay. Well, you know, that's when Edward was just coming up. He was uh, he died during the Spanish influenza, correct? Yeah, the, the, those mean, lean streets of Chicago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that makes incredible amounts of sense then. He was a young man right when baseball was peaking. It was at its heyday. Let's not, let's not try to legitimate this. I'm actually <laughs> shocked. I don't think she did that on purpose. I don't want to put words no, in Stephanie sure Meyer's mouth, but. I'd even say that there's no reason to even believe that she could have done that <laughs> on her own <laughs> and have meant it. That actually. The rest. <laughs> that actually leads really well into my next point I want to bring up is, um, do you know anything about the author, Stephanie Meyer? And uh, if no. you. No, if well, okay, if you don't, are there any assumptions you can make, valid or not? I'm open to whatever, based off just this book, based off if this is the only thing you've read by her. Uh, She can't write. Like she she can make words work, which is good. And the story sort of fits together, but it's not like a, it's not like a, uh, I don't know, like a book that should have, you know, gotten like movies and money. Hmm. That. But it did. But it did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that really says some terrible things about the state of society in the mid to late 2000s, whenever this book came out. And, you know, quite frankly, I think, if anything, this says more about us than her. Wow. That's really great. There you go. That's a ch- chilling look at society. Absolutely. Um, I'm pulling up her. She has an official website, and I would like to bypass that to go to her Wikipedia page, if I may. Um, she is well, described as an American novelist. Uh, probably. Um, Meyer's membership in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints shaped her novels. I think oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that goes without saying. Um, oh, look at this. In, time, uh, in 2008, she was included on Time Magazine's list of the 100 most influential people in 2008. Yeah, but 2000, nothing was going on in 2008, so that's fine. Like, the time, right? Think about, like, what these people were doing. Like, what were we doing at that time? We were not, like, this is not a thing that was going on then. Mm-hmm. What were we doing? We were all like, oh, man, like, parties are cool. Am I right? And, like, yeah. Like, we're all going to die soon. Let's just get that out there. And like, We were in fourth grade, for sure. Absolutely. We were in fourth grade? No, we were in fourth we grade. Weren't. What year? What year is this? 2008. We were in nine years old. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing when you were nine years old, but <laughs> it's like watching Veggie Tales, probably. Hey, man, you know, listen, you know, it, it, Veggie Tales. I mean, it's it, okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. Listen, maybe, maybe the years are wrong. 
I just like, I think there is, um, this is something that frustrates me about the practice of studying literature, which is trying to infuse metaphor into, into another no author's metaphor. work. There's no metaphor. There's exactly. no metaphor. There's none. It's very surface level, but also I believe there is um, an agenda behind her writing, and that is to promote the Mormon church. And she does that in spades. Yeah, but all right, let's 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 look this up then, because I I Please. you know as much I like as the real time like research. Think, it's more fun. You know, I I'd like to think that you know promoting the Church of Latter Day Saints, Church Church, sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints was a main goal. However, if we do look at the growth in membership, it doesn't like <laughs> it was actually going down. Um, so from two thousand eight to 2009 it basically stagnated and then it dropped some more she didn't get um, people with this if i may like, interject here i just I, my a line from her wikipedia page just caught my eye and grabbed me by the throat um oh. this is the huh, having no prior experience as an author she conceived there the idea is. for she conceived the idea for the twilight series in a dream yeah, this sounds like a dream. And influenced by the work of Jane Austen and William Shakespeare, she wrote Twilight Zone. Okay. Well, okay. Interesting. However, I think in order to be influenced by the work of Shakespeare and Jane Austen, you have to be able to write like Shakespeare and Jane Austen, or else you're just plagiarizing Shakespeare and Jane Austen. Mm. But like, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't write down your dreams and then don't 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 write down dreams and then pass it off as like a coherent thought. Do you do you think she woke up at like 4 a.m. and then typed a quick note on her phone or wrote it on a piece of paper because it was 2008 and then she woke up the next morning and yeah. was like vampire teenage romance? What was I? I I do not believe that that story is in any way factual. <laughs> there is no way that she went, "Oh yeah, twilight." This and then it. wrote that you know mm. whatever here's the thing you is know, it a self-insert like, situation hopefully it isn't that would be great <laughs> if it weren't because that makes that a terrible book to read above and beyond the quality of the literature like <laughs> jesus can't be doing that no. but also who's gonna read a book about vampires in 2021 and go yeah that seems plausible like that's not what we do anymore we don't do that. 2020, you know, 2008 was very much a vampire heavy time in our society. You figure out why that is. I don't know. Cause it was I don't, of Twilight. don't remember what, well, no, but like, okay, sure. Okay, sure. But like, she wrote a book about like vampires, but like, why? Hmm. Like, where does that come from? Like, there's well, no way that, that she sat down and went, yeah, yeah. Vampires. And then society was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Well, don't you, I mean, fiction comes from a place of escapism. People want to not think about life, as we mentioned, with the wanting to escape from the terrors of 2008. I mean, that's that's what people love. You know, they want something that's completely opposite to reality, which in this case would be everything in this No, book. because 2008 is the, the movie. 2005 oh, when did this book come out? Have novel. we been, should we delete the whole podcast? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, 
2005 is when the hardcover did. I like that they you know clarify that it only came out in hardcover in 2005. That's very fun. 2005 is when it came out. What was going on in 2005 is the question. I mean, Bush era. Oh. I don't know. I was six. Um, um, so my next question, actually not, not a question. It's more of a command. I would like you to oh. rate this book's quality on a scale oh. of one to To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, I didn't really like To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, I don't know, because I really didn't like To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so it's like, it's up there with To Kill a Mockingbird, because I just really don't like To Kill a Mockingbird. I can't express, I can't stress that enough. That is a, no. Who cares if you liked To Kill a Mockingbird? It's- I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because it came at a time when we were all reading the series of books and all of those books just get bundled together and they're all terrible and they're all written the same way and I hate it. Okay. So <laughs> even I don't, if they're not remotely the same. So you there. interpreted my scale as one being the best? No, I interpreted it the other way around as what you probably intended. And yeah. then I said, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you right up there with the Kill a Mockingbird yeah. in terms of terribleness. So you rate this book a To Kill a Mockingbird because you did not like To oh, Kill a Mockingbird. And that's fine. It's open it's for interpretation. Terrible. Okay. It's so bad. Okay. Which means you're not going to like my next talking point. Okay. I, in the interest of not um, alienating people who really do enjoy Twilight and Stephanie Meyer herself, because I know she's a big fan and she's probably going to be tuning in. Um, I would like you to give me one good reason. And I want you to put thought into this, why this book deserves to be in the popular canon. Oh, you can't, you can't do me like that. I can though. It's my power. No, you can't. It's that, no, there's rules. There's, there's not one redeeming quality in here. No. What about the well, love What do you mean story? by redeeming quality? Yeah. I, you know, I think, okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it, you know, uh, I, you know, Olivia, if, if I had to say the one redeeming quality about, uh, Twilight and why it should be in the popular canon, it really comes down to, you know, in, in, in my humble opinion, really the, the intrinsic qualities of what really makes romance in the modern day. And, you know, I think, I think when we really take a look at what Twilight is telling us about ourselves and who we are as a society, you know, giving, giving Stephanie Myers, of course, the, the magnanimous benefit of the doubt in this case, as, as she very well deserves, there's a lot that we can learn about who we are as a society, who we are as people, our, 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 our stereotypes and, and what we consider to be normative about really what, 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 uh, what comprises romance, again, in the modern times. And when you really look at it like that, Twilight really reveals who we are, again, as I've said many times, but it also really reveals uh, the worst about us. You know, the, the, the fact that when we look at a, at a love story, we, we, we feel the need to, to imbue this, this sense of uh, intentionality behind it. And that this, uh, why, why can't Twilight really be a, a wonderful, beautiful love story? Why does everyone have to, you know, make fun of it on, on the popular interwebs? You know, if anything, this is the truest love story you can possibly get because it's two people that know absolutely nothing about each other, have nothing in common at all. 
except the fact that for some reason they are madly in love with each other. We rationalize why they're in love with each other. We group them into two groups and we go, yeah, clearly these two groups love each other. And then they do. So, you know, really, I think the reason we need to, you know, put it in the popular canon, if it were, as it were, even, is just Mm -hmm. because, again, it really tells us who we are. And, you know, it tells all these people, they're like, no, 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 romance, you know, you're wrong. It's just that this, 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 with the hand motions, this. Yeah. For those who won't be watching the video of this, uh, Elliot just did the Italian chef gesture of putting all your fingertips together and shaking it as if to say abbondanza um that was very you went full npr mode there and i really appreciate that um just got really close to the microphone and then started an impassioned uh yet measured rant about something that was great i think those are fantastic reasons it's It's just that's my manifesto about twilight exactly if if, if i had the right one that's my manifesto all right. So that was Twilight. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you are one of the few people that won't be forced to listen to this podcast. Um, thank you again to Elliot for giving us, su- not surprisingly for him, but surprisingly for the content of Twilight, surprisingly very uh, insightful thoughts on Twilight and really actually changed my perception quite a bit. I have been accidentally influenced by your impassioned rant about why twilight is so wonderful so i guess that's what we learned today that's our moral of the story is twilight is a fantastic it's a romance for the ages and uh it should it should be in the popular canon and everyone every school child should be forced to read it um thank you so much for listening to you hate to read it i'm this is Liv, and i'm gonna sign off all right have a great week <laughs>